Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. I've got another 500K challenge success story for you guys. We've got uh, putting some of these together, uh, talking about what people are doing. And my guest today has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars inside those 30 days. Absolutely amazing. He's one of our mastermind members, quit his job, uh, went full-time into real estate, moved uh, up from runway to altitude. He's just seen incredible growth and success in not a huge area uh, in Louisiana. So I'm really proud of Matt and uh, excited to talk with Matt Davidson today. So um, here he is. This is the interview that we did together on the 500K Challenge. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, everybody, we are back. We're talking about a 500K challenge success story. So we kind of reach out to the community, our mastermind members, people who have uh, gone through the challenge, just anybody, and said, you know, what have you seen? We want some lessons learned, a little bit more information about this 500K challenge. It's something that I put together. Uh, if you guys don't know what it is, you can go to 500kchallenge.com and check it out. But I basically just put together 30 days of videos about raising private money and how, what you can use it for, how you can do it, a lot of tips and, and techniques. So today we'll talk about it a little bit. And I have a, a good friend of mine, Matt Davidson, on the podcast today. And he, um, uh, I was actually, uh, it's interesting, maybe we'll get to it, but I, I was one of his lenders. He's an amazing flipper. He's doing a great job and he's growing uh, uh, an incredible business right now. It's really fun to watch on the sidelines. And he's also one of our mastermind members. So uh, Matt, welcome to the podcast. I'm uh, happy to have you. We appreciate it. Yeah. Happy to be here. It's so why don't we start? What's that? It's been a great, it's been a really great journey for me. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing to see there's, there's just some people that come in to, to our world and just like take off. And it's really cool to see uh, what you've been able to do. And, um, let's talk about that. So maybe give us a little bit of background on just real quick of who you are and, and what you do. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm in the South Louisiana area and we've, I've been, I flipped my first house about 10 years ago and really loved it that, uh, you know, had a fun time, but I just, I was kind of flirting around with it as something I wanted to do, but it wasn't anything that I wanted to do full time at that time. Or I guess I, I just wasn't ready to do it full time, and I knew it. But over the past, you know, ten years or eight years up till last year, I would flip about one every year, or every other year. Um, and then in 2019, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of just doing this part time. I love it. I really want to do it full time. This is what I want to do. So I was like, I need a group. I need to figure out, you know, what I'm missing because. Um, I knew that I needed that for success and, you know, looked at a variety of different locations and stumbled upon, you know, this mastermind group. And it just, it, it just clicked with me really quickly. And uh, it was the right decision. I have no regrets at all. I'm really glad. So, you know, get my feet wet last year, started doing my own marketing this year, we started flipping quite a few more and um, we'll be at around 20 by the end of the year. And we've got a goal for about 50 next year. So I think that that we've got the ability to do it. And one of the keys was absolutely raising money. I mean, that's been a critical piece of the puzzle. Um, and so that's one reason why I jumped on the 500K challenge that you did back in July. So let's back up a little bit. Did you have, you had a full-time job uh, for the last like 10 years? What were you doing? 
sales or construction, either or, you know, um, and in the past five years, I was a district manager for a pre-engineered metal building company. So I worked with contractors through South Louisiana, Mississippi Gulf Coast to, who needed metal building. So it was that actually kind of was sales and construction. So I put those two skill sets together, which is exactly what I'm doing now in this in this business, too. Um, and I just went full time at the beginning of October with my real estate company. So, I mean, it was part-time for all this time. Well, three years, I, owned, I opened up the company three years ago and was part-time with it for two and a half, almost three years. And then finally full-time. Okay. And so went full-time and you just went full-time recently. So you were, you did 20 houses throughout the year while you were working full-time and doing this so on gonna, the side. We're going to finish this year around 20. Yeah. So we're the, we were, we did a few, we did, we had, yeah, we had, uh, probably about 10 by the time I quit my job, if I remember correctly. So yeah, we're doing another 10 more. So we'll, we'll wrap, we'll finish up the year strong. Wow. That's really impressive because a lot of people like, you know, I, I was doing the same thing. I kind of like built a team around me. And while I was working, flying for, for the Navy full time, I was uh, running that business on the side and it was, uh, it, you can, you can grow a business on the side while you're uh, working full time. And it's, it's a lot of work though. I, a lot of people think it's just happens. Like I was up early in the morning. I was up late at night, uh, but well worth it in the long run. Right. So, okay. So you jumped in this challenge and then, uh, like, tell me a little bit about it. Like what were your expectations going into it and, uh, and what was it like? Well, the timing was really perfect for me because I'd been thinking, uh, the month before in June, I was thinking, man, I really need to raise more money. Like I want to, you know, I'm going to, I'm running across more deals than what I can uh, pay for with the current private money. Cause I had a, a couple hundred thousand dollars that I'd put together, nothing to write home about, but certainly enough to do a deal at a, a deal of time and a deal at a time, two deals at once, whatever. But, um, uh, the timing was really right for me and I, I wanted to raise money. So when I, when I was, when I saw your invite about, Hey, this is a, you know, 30 days to 500 K. I was like, that's a really good idea because one of the, I had gotten a hold of Susan Lasser Lines book, and one of the things she talked about, which you guys have talked about too, is just about getting rid of your secret identity. And I had one. I mean, I had a day job, and I really wasn't trying to let them know about what I was doing on the side anyway. So you know, I had kept all my day job on LinkedIn, and I had all my personal friends and family, whatever, on Facebook. So I could do whatever I want on Facebook without them knowing. And I felt like just going with the Facebook Live challenge was a great way to to do it. And I needed that. I needed to let everybody know what I was doing and and stop keeping that a secret because I was committed. I was ready to go full time. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, Susan's book. It's called uh, Getting the Money. I really love that book. It's, that's something that I got a hold of. Um, my first seven-figure flipping meeting, somebody mentioned it and I devoured it from then on. And um, and I talk about it a lot in the, in the challenge. So the challenge is 30 days. I do 30 days of videos. So there's some different training each day. I try to keep it short enough that it's bite-sized pieces. The longest one is about an hour. Uh, I have a couple calls with like an IRA custodian. I have a, a call with a potential lender of mine uh, who uh, like, I, he, he just allowed me to record. I didn't tell him that I was recording for that. And we, I took him through my process of how I kind of um, do a consultation with somebody to figure out if they're going to be a good fit to, to lend to us. And we're going to be a good fit for them and just talk about like asking questions. And so I recorded that thing and we put it in there. It's about 45 minutes or an hour. And then there's other ones that are just 10 or 15 minutes. And um, just going through all of that stuff. And I talk about Susan's book in there a lot because a lot of the concepts that I got were from her teaching in the beginning. And I basically just shared everything that I know that I've learned along the way from lots of different people. She's one of them, of course. And that secret identity is so important. It's one of the things that we talk about. It's this like this thing that we hold back, right? It's this, um, 
It's like, we don't want to tell anybody that we're investing in real estate until we're really successful. And then we say, oh, hey, we're an incredible real estate investor. Like, no, like, you got to start somewhere. And the first step is you don't know who has money out there, right? Like it could be, I'm shocked with some of the people that, that raised their hand or sent me messages that had money. I was like, this, I didn't know you had a million dollars in your IRA. This is incredible. Like, congratulations. How can I help you? And how can, are, are we the right fit for you? So, uh, okay. So you jumped in there, you started sharing. Um, and some people, I, I want to mention, some people think it's just like this, like live video challenge. Like there's a ton of tactics and tips and techniques inside those videos that um, don't miss that. It, don't go through day two and be like, I'm done watching these videos. So uh, I'll ask you publicly in front of everybody. Did you get through all 30 days of videos? Honestly, no, I stopped at 28. I made it to 28. I was really close, but so I, I started a day late, right? Because just kind of digesting the concept and getting ready on July 1st, you had started launching. I watched it and just chewed on it and started coming up with a list of things that I wanted to talk about when I was ready to discuss it. So on day two, I was that, uh, or July 2nd was my day one of my 500 days to, I mean, 30 days to 500 K. And uh, I started making a list on my phone and my notes page of like all the different video ideas. When I would have an idea that I thought might work, I would just put it down. And then when it came time to record, I would go and read over the list and which one kind of resonated with me or I felt inspired to do that day is what I would do. Or if I had a different idea that wasn't on my list, I'd do it. And if I felt like it was one of those things where I was like, am I going to fumble over my words or whatever, I would stop and jot down some notes and some highlights that I wanted to hit. And I think really for me, the key was just number one, don't overthink it. And then number two, don't make it lengthy. I, I, I feel like you, people have such a short attention span. I mean, I wanted to keep it under five minutes and really ideally about two minutes because I felt like I could keep people's attention and hit the highlights and be done with it. There were some that were longer if I was talking about, because I, I kind of, I followed your advice where it wasn't just about, you know, business and investing. I would get a little bit into family. I would get into conceptual things, things that like um, thinking, thinking patterns and, and, you know, the attitude of abundant mentality of abundance and stuff like that. I talked a little bit about that because I wanted to attract those types of people. So, you know, whatever you talk about, you're going to attract. So for me, it was, um, but a couple of videos that were longer. Another one I did like a walkthrough on a property that we were doing. And I, those were actually some of the most successful ones. When you, when you show people what you're doing, that, that really gets, a, um, people's wheels turning because I can sit there and talk about it, but until they see it, one thing I enjoyed was I actually showed a contract. We had just got under a, a, a the actual purchase agreement that I just gotten under contract. Um, we did one where, um, uh, we did one where we had a, um, a, uh, gosh, I can't remember now what I was going to say, but anyway, there was a lot of different, there's a lot of different videos that we did. And I think that just writing the list down was a key aspect of it. So it could keep me brief, uh, and attract the right people. So, oh, I remember what it was. We did one where we talked about the IRAs and it was kind of after you had done the self-directed IRA. So I'm self-directing my IRA as well and investing it in other locations and other people can do that. But it didn't take long I, before I started getting some interest. Um, and I think the first one that was really exciting was as a friend of mine that I hadn't seen or heard from in 15 years, you know, um, and he wound up reaching out to me and said, let's talk. We talked about it. And over the next month, I put together a deal for him and he came in as the primary investor and uh, lent me $100,000 out of his line of credit for the deal. And I needed more than that. So I put money together. He brought a friend of his in 
who invested another 40K. And this dude, like literally I met him for the very first time at the bank when he's getting me the check, you know? And that's what happens, I think, when you're dealing with people who, like you say, know, like, and trust you because you don't have to prove all this and prove all that. You know, I ran across some hard money lenders across the play where people would introduce me or, hey, talk to this guy. They want to come and sit down and look at you, meet you, meet you and, and look at the properties and all that, which I was more than happy to do. I took him to the properties that we'd been working on, let him see our work. And and uh, he was very interested. But I think the success for me, well, not I think, I mean, absolutely the success for, for me that I've enjoyed has come from people who know, like and trust me. Yeah. So let's unpack all that stuff. I do want to talk about that deal, but I, a couple tips I want to highlight. You mentioned keeping the, keeping the video short and then also coming up with a list and like concept as you go. So as you come up with some ideas, I think that's a hard part for a lot of people is like, I don't get stuck. I don't really know what to talk about. Like, just like, it's not like you put on a little bit of an HGTV show, a little bit of a, a class some teachings, there's some talking, like just be yourself. Like that's the, that's the people want to invest in you. They want to invest in, they want to know, like, and trust you. They want to invest in you. And so what are you doing? Like you took them behind the scenes with a deal. You showed them a, um, a renovation project. You, and that's the, that's the cool stuff about it is and people want to see that. And then you might talk about something a little bit different to attract somebody else who doesn't really care about watching HGTV. And so, um, so I want to talk about this deal for a second. So you, uh, you had a lender that came in. So this is a house that you had under contract and you raised $100,000 from somebody's line of credit. And then somebody else, like one of their friends, they brought somebody in to lend $40,000. Do I have that right? Yeah. So I, the deal, the total purchase and renovation cost was $180,000. So I wound up um, uh, putting, putting together a package where I borrowed $180,000 for everything that we needed to do. Um, and we, uh, I had a hundred thousand from one person, 40 from another. And I put together another 40 from three other people, uh, that also came from the 500 K challenge. So, uh, we, and then we turned around, we flipped it. We sold it for $235,000. We did the entire, we did a, did a $17,000 remodel in, um, 10 days. And that was part of the learning from Tyler Jensen in the seven day flip. Like we didn't quite hit seven days, but it was close. And, you know, it, it would turn out beautiful. We had uh, offer a full price offer the, the same day. Uh, so it was um, a lot of fun to do that. And then after we closed, it was our, it was our fastest uh, flip to date at, at that time, from the time we purchased it to the time we uh, and flipped it and sold it completely was less than two months. It was like right at exactly eight weeks. And, and about what were you paying in interest for that money on average? On average, it was probably about 12%. Okay. So 12%, that's pretty good. It's pretty high. Uh, we need to work on getting that a little bit lower, yeah. I think. So 12%, right. two months, no big deal, right? So that's probably what, uh, $3,600 out the back door to the lenders split up. Um, how did the lenders feel at the end of that? Were they happy with the returns that they got and they got their money right. back pretty quick? Absolutely. People were really brutal. They, they couldn't believe that we'd done it so fast. And that was, I think, a, a huge credibility boost because so far to date, I have not had a single investor who's invested with me who has not come back a second time. And so, I mean, I, I don't anticipate that'll be the case forever. I'm sure there's some people who just can't do it or whatever. Some, they decide to do something different. But, you know, that that's, I think, an important credibility tip for me that I hold and I tell people um, that we're at, you know, hundred at hundred percent right now. And so yep. people, you know, I think that uh, also during that time, that's when we implemented a system where we started sending out weekly emails to our investors, to whoever was there 
this is what's going on at your property. You know, hey, we just started to flip this under demo. Now we've we've done this, and now hey, we're completed. We're going live. It's on the market. We have it under contract. Inspections done. We're you know we're we're, we're working through details. No problems there. We're closing next week. Stuff like that. So every week along the way, we're keeping our investors informed about that, and um, that's a I think nice because I found that there's there's some people who they want to know what's going on. Either they'll come by or they want to see it. Other people, maybe they don't care at all and they, it's not a big deal to them. But for the ones who care, I think some of the people we've noticed, they like to actually see their money grow, You know, which I don't have a platform for that yet. But if I can at least show that there's progress in the property, the visual people, it means a lot to them. Um, so that way they can see their, you know, their money's being put to use and they're seeing the properties um, come forward. But it had a lot to do with getting to know the investors because when I would talk to them, you know, they would say, well, how does it work? And I'm like, well, the general concept is just simply that you invest money, we purchase the property, fix it up and pay you back. But whether or not we pay you back at that property or if, you know, how, how frequently we get paid or whatever, those are all flexible things that we can discuss and customize based on each individual investor. So I got to know them and just found out what they wanted, what they liked, what they've done before, how familiar they are with the process, how involved they wanted to be. There was one person who wanted to like really be involved. And I had to kind of put the brakes on that because I'm like, look, I've, we've got a system here and I, I'm not I'm not trying to get a partner in the sense that you're making all those decisions. But we're, we're definitely wanting to partner with you in the sense of investing and making sure you get a better return with us than what you might be getting where your money is right now. Uh, and I made some of the rookie mistakes that probably a lot of people have made where, you know, that's one of the reasons why our average was a little higher on that deal is because we're, we're paying, you know, I was sometimes a couple of times I was the first one to like, you know, move, you know, and then people like, Oh yeah. And other times um, I was just maybe a real eager to, to kind of get it going. I've learned to settle in a little bit more, find out a little bit more about what people are doing and, and negotiate um, in a comfortable way. But uh, I think the 500k challenge is just that it's just what kickstarted me towards getting to where I'm at. I'm, you know, we've got five properties currently under remodel right now, and I wouldn't be able to do that without my investment partners. You know? Yeah. You mentioned a couple of points, like uh, just laying down for lenders, throwing out numbers. We pay this percent and they're like, Oh, I'll take it. We would have taken half of that. Um, having to fire a lender, a lot of the stuff that we talk about in the challenge, I, I really dug into a lot of those things because they are the mistakes that, that I ran into. I did all of those things too. So if you guys can learn from my lessons, please, please do. Like I want you to, um, there's no reason why we should be laying down for our lenders. And there's no reason that we should be partnering with somebody who needs like information on a daily basis and blowing up our phone. And like there's, they're passive investors. And so I want to ask you something, those investors that you paid off in two months, right. And there's $180,000 that you raised. Uh, they made like $3,600. Um, what did they say after two months? Were they like, whoa, whoa, like, I don't want this money back. Like you were supposed to take it and use it and make me more money. Like, did they just reinvest right away? What was that like? It was split 50, 50. So we had some who were like, just what you said, I didn't expect it back this quickly. And others, they were like the hundred thousand dollar guy. Like he, he pulled it out of his house line of credit. He felt a little risky about it. So he wanted it back immediately, you know? So he was happy for that, but you know, he's, he's itching, you know, he was itching to get back into it again. He's like, let me know when you have another deal. So yeah. I think that each individual person was different. Um, but 
some people were like, Hey, you know, I don't, I don't need the money back. Let's just, you know, what else, what else we want to do? And so I said, well, since you asked, <laughs> let's talk. And we had more deals coming. Yeah. I just, I just paid somebody back this week, uh, $200,000 plus interest. And, um, that I've had for years. And he's like, well, wait, what are you doing? Like, no, don't do this. Like, no, 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 no. I don't want it back. Like, no, right. you're supposed to keep using this. I was like, look, uh, we don't need it right now. I'll have another deal for you soon. We got some other multifamily stuff that we're working on and we'll put it in there. So it's, uh, it's interesting when you try to pay somebody back and they get upset about it. But I, I'm always looking for like another place to put it. What can we do? How can I help you? Those kind of things. Uh, right. But sometimes you just have to, uh, just have to give it back. So um, it's funny to think that like they trust you so much. They don't, they don't, they don't want the money back. They're like, just, no, you, you've been making me a ton of money off this. I've get, been getting right. my check monthly. I love it don't, don't give this back to me. Like I, I want that income. So, um, all right. What, what are some, um, give me the, the numbers. Like you, you did this 500 K challenge in June, in July, starting July. And then, um, like during that time, what did you raise? And since then, what does it look like? So I based my, I based my total at, at the end of the challenge based on verbal agreements, because, you know, I, I didn't really, it's, I didn't have a deal that was ready to close at that time. So I couldn't count you know, when we we raised five hundred seventy five thousand dollars at that time, so it was definitely a good thing. We were happy, and then I wound up putting, of course, immediately one hundred seventy one hundred eighty thousand dollars to work within the next couple of weeks. Um, and then, you know, since that time, we've put more. So, I mean, it's it's grown since then. It's considerably grown. We've raised about one and a half million dollars now. It's a big difference, and that's enabling us to do the deals that we're doing. But um, next year, I want to get up to 5 million. So where it's, it's not going to stop. I mean, one of my, I've, I've narrowed down, this is we're flipping, we're not wholesaling, right? So my, my three basic things is making offers, raising money and project management. I've hired a project manager now and we're training him. So I'm still doing some of it, but getting him to the point where he can do that is going to put me back where all I really do is make offers and, uh, and raise money. And that's what I want. I want to build a business around, which is the sales side. And that's more of my superpower, so to speak. So I'm building the business around that. Eventually I'll get a acquisitions person and we'll, we'll get some additional people on the team besides right now we've got a lead intake and uh, slash transaction coordinator slash, you know, three or four other hats. <laughs> um, and then we've got a project manager and myself. So, uh, but I think just to me getting to the point where I can focus primarily on making offers and raising money is going to be a lot of fun, but it was that 500 K challenge that launched me out there and just getting me to where it's like, there's so much, you know, when I really started thinking about it over the first couple of weeks, putting that list together of topics, there was a lot to talk about. You know, some of it was not related or, or semi-related like family. I, I could, I, I showed my kids and like, this is my why. I mean, that's it's directly related to you know, what I'm doing, but it's not specifically about raising money, but there's, there's a lot of content that I've developed to be able to discuss with people. And that's been, uh, that was really helpful as well. Do you feel like it gave you more confidence and, 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 um, and understanding and knowledge to be able to go, I mean, you talk about raising a million and a half and now wanting to go raise 5 million. Some people are like, what? Like right. say I raised a couple hundred thousand before 575 during one and a half million now and wants to raise $5 million. Like, do you feel like it was a, a big part of that? Absolutely. And it was, <laughs> I'm a confident guy, generally speaking, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not an insecure person or whatever, but there's, I think that that's, when you say generally speaking, I think there's still areas of comfort that we each have and we have to break out of our comfort zone. So for me, going live on Facebook and letting 
everybody know, even people that I knew were probably not going to think highly of that, you know, and, and criticize, which I did, I got criticism from it. And I had to just let it go like water off a duck's back. I, I can't sit there and let that get to me because I have a goal. And this is, I think I was committed to doing that. And prior to, you know, really last year is when I was like, look, I'm not, I'm going full-time on real estate business. And I'm, this is what I'm going to do because this is what I want to do. And I'm not going to let anything stop me. So that was the mentality that I had by that time. Yet I still had to break through the comfort the you know, the comfort zone of, I haven't told people this, I'm not used to talking about money, you know, and I'm not used to, you know, talking to investors and what do I say and, and just get in there and do it. And it's like, you know what, if I, if I screw this up, if I say things wrong and this investor doesn't do it, I didn't have anything less than what I had before. You know, I'm not really going to lose anything, maybe a little bit of a pride, if you will. But I mean, honestly, maybe that's one of the reasons why that pride is one of the reasons why I don't have the money. I got to get rid of that. I got to instead focus on, you know, um, focus on doing what I got to do to make the business work. Yeah. Do you feel like paying a hundred bucks and, and like becoming part of that challenge was like that push that you needed? Cause it sounds like you were, you're like, I, I have the, I'm, I'm a confident guy. I have all this stuff, but there's that, like that level of fear. Right. And then when you become part of something, it's like, okay, now I can kind of like blame it on that thing. Like, uh, cause some people might be like, well, I mean, I can do this. I'm, I'm, we're sitting here talking about going live on Facebook and talking about yourself. Like right. you don't have to pay a hundred bucks to go do that. Like right. the content, the content, the videos, those 28 videos that you watch are incredibly powerful. And as far as I'm concerned, like invaluable, I wish that I had that when I got started, but becoming part of something. And, and in the very beginning, I talked about that. The first, first video is like, look, blame it on me. If you want, like you join this challenge, like, is it, did it push you into that uncomfortable world and just say, all right, because I'm doing it, lots of other people have done it. Then I can continue to keep going. Even when it gets uncomfortable. I think one of the golden secrets about what that uh, challenge was all about was the fact that you only had to decide really one time to do something for 30 days. Th the things that I'd done in the past was like, all right, I'm going to put a video because it wasn't the first time I put a video out on or put a video together or whatever, but I'd sent a couple things to some people, whatever, but it wasn't that big. The, for me, it was each time I did it, I had to re-decide to do it. And getting to the point where I made that one-time decision to commit to doing this and the fact that what I committed to do was so short, I think is one of the limiting factors. For me, I think the best part about it was that not only that I committed, but I committed for 30 days. And so mm -hmm. yeah, I got 28, I mean, whatever, you know, but I mean, that was, I did what I needed to do. And I think for me, it was, um, I think that's something that a lot of people need to realize is that if you, it's not just committing Once you make a decision, this is what I'm going to do. You don't have to make a decision to do it every single day. You've already made a decision. Just follow through with the, with what you've already said. Just be a person of your word and get it done. Um, and when I put it out there 30 days and I had people that would text me and be like, Hey, where's your video? You know, <laughs> And I'm looking for the video. And some people were interested in seeing what I had. And that was additional you know, accountability because now I know people are looking for it. They're expecting it. And it made it a lot easier to continue to follow through. Yeah, I like that. Like I always say, I put in a lot of time creating content and putting podcasts and videos and YouTube and all the stuff that we do, uh, events and all this stuff. And I say, you know what? If if I can just talk to one person, like if just one person needs to hear what I'm saying, then it's totally worth it. And if I have that in my head all the time, I don't need 50 people watching my video live or 100 or 5,000 people at our events and things like that. Like just that one person needs to hear it. It's worth it. So that person that's texting you and be like, where's your video? It's like, that gives you a ton of like motivation to keep going. It's like this, 
hey, this somebody's listening. Like somebody out there is watching and listening. That's all you need. So last question. I know I'm trying to keep these short, but who um, who would you recommend uh, get this? Like I should, I don't know. You, you, who should Who should buy the challenge? Well, I would say anybody who is looking to grow their business and either doesn't have private money or doesn't have what they consider to be enough private money. Because you never know who you're gonna who you're gonna meet um, if you're not satisfied with where you're at. And you and I was honestly, I've been thinking about this for about a month. Um, I want to do probably in January. I think I'm gonna launch another 30 day challenge. I'm gonna do it again, and maybe not 500k. Maybe we'll do a million. I don't know. I'll decide at that time what before that time what we're gonna do. But I need to do it again because, like I said, I want to grow where I'm at. It's not a one time thing. It's about creating a lifestyle of getting getting yourself out of your comfort zone, growing your company to where you need it to be, whether it's through private money or any other facet and, um, and making that a regular part of your life. I need to grow my company. I, there's a lot, there's a lot of things I want to accomplish with my company and, you know, from the funds that are going to come from the company. And I need a whole lot more than what I've got access to right now in order to do that. So anybody that's not satisfied, whether you're just getting started and you want to jump in there or you have you're just not satisfied, even if you have 10 million and you need to raise it to 20, go do it. I haven't been at that point, so I guess I can't officially tell you if I was at 10 million, but you've got to have avenues where you can reach out to people and let people know what you're doing. There's always um, things that change in people's life. Maybe someone was interested in July, you know, or what was it? It was interested in July, but wasn't in a position. And then now come January, I'm able to reach out to people and like, Oh yeah, I remember that. Now we do it again. Now I can get business from that, from that person or a referral or whatever. There's things that I'm doing differently now in my business. There's, there's things I can talk about that are going to give me more credibility in January than what I will have had in July when I did it. And those are going to reach different types of people. Um, and th- so the dynamics of the business change my, you know, my personal relationships change. And I, I think that it's a, it's a useful tool, not just one time, but on, you know, to do it as needed to get you where you want to be. Yeah. You know, you said something and I'm going to let you know a little secret. You never have enough private money. You said if somebody has <laughs> yeah. enough private money and they don't need any more, it doesn't exist. And, and it might not be the fact that you need all that money in the bank, but I always want to know that I have the, like the Rolodex to be able to raise that kind of money because I'll give, I'll give a couple of quick stories. Um, right, right before flip hacking live, we had a multifamily deal come in 49 units in Chattanooga. We needed to raise $850,000. Uh, I was able to raise $1.2 million on a one hour call. So we had to actually say no to some people um, in that one hour call. After that, not 30 days later, right after flip Hack, or right before flip hacking live, I was in Charlotte. I had to do another webinar about a 93-unit deal that we had in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, that we just bought and closed on. And uh, I had, we had to raise uh, 2.8 million dollars for that. And I keep in mind, I just raised like 900 thousand dollars. I had to raise 2.8 million dollars from the same my same world, right? And so it's like, how do you do that? You have to build up enough like foundation, enough people that can come into. Uh, a funnel like that, a world like that, that you can then go back. Fortunately, we had raised like $300,000 more and we just, we just did it again. And uh, it's a, a new deal, new time, just promoted it, marketed it, did all that stuff. And some of the people that I had paid back over the past you know, month uh, from the, the single family company came into that deal too. I said, hey, we got another one coming up. And so 
you never really have enough because you never know when that next deal is going to come. And you want to have a list of people who are just like on the sidelines, like you're talking about, like the guy who has that home equity line of credit. And it's like, when is the next deal coming? When's the next deal coming? Like the more of that you have, the more confident that you show up to that appointment, knowing that you can purchase the house, the more you realize that you can grow your company. You can do the things that you want to do. And like, I just paid back a guy $200,000 this week. I don't have enough private money. I don't have enough people on my list. He's one of them. I know he's got $200,000 in his bank account. So, uh, and if he doesn't use it by the time that I have my next deal coming, uh, of course, he's going to be the first person that I call, but I've got a laundry list of folks like that. And that's what I think we, we stop doing. We stop creating that, that kind of like, we, once we have what we think we need, we stop prospecting. Right. And I see it in marketing for, for houses, for purchases. I used to do it. I found a house to flip. I'd work on it and then I'd sell it. And then when I got done, I was like, wait a second, I don't have another one. And it would take me six weeks to, or six months to find the next one. And I repeated that twice. And then I said, enough's enough. I'm never doing that again. I'm going to keep my, keep my uh, pipeline uh, full. And the same thing with money. We, we get $500,000 and that's what we need for the business that we're doing right then. And then some deal comes up and we're like, what? We're scrambling last second to go look for more money because we haven't built the foundation. We haven't built the pipeline and haven't kept it fed. And so my, my challenge to all the folks that already have done the challenge is like, how are you keeping your pipeline fed? If you did just did 30 days, like Matt's talking about a great thing to do is revive it, do it again, talk about some other stuff. Time changes things. Uh, events change things, situations change. So uh, get out there. I, I mean, I'm a big proponent. Uh, granted, I'm the one who created it. We're the ones who sell it. But a hundred bucks is not moving the needle right now, right? If you go spend a hundred bucks, like I want you to spend a hundred dollars so that you commit to it and do it. Not because you're going to make me rich. Like my challenge to everybody out there is like, invest in yourself, go do it. Like jump in, come on. Like, what are you waiting for? There's no better time to raise money than right now, other than like last week or last month or two years ago. Like start right now, even if you don't have a deal, like Matt said, you never have enough private money. Go, go jump in, go to 500kchallenge.com. You guys can jump in. Matt, anything you want to say before we wrap it up? Well, I mean, I'm building, we're building our business on recruiting. That's the, that's the success that we've had. You know, we've always, we're always recruiting contractors. We're always recruiting the right kinds of people on our team, whether that's insurance agents, title companies, real estate agents, as well as investors. You know, I'm looking for you know, deals all the time. And that, that creates a constant momentum. You know, the, the, the old uh, thing I've heard a long time ago was that it takes 80% of the coal on a coal train to get it going and the other 20% for the trip. So it's getting that momentum going. And if you let that momentum slide, I think your business, it, it's a lot harder to get back going again because then you're busier usually. So keep the momentum going. So I think that constantly looking for something uh, that you know is going to be a regular need in your company, such as money, and you never know when that investor is going to pull back or not have enough or whatever. So recruit on a regular basis, I think, is a key to success. Yep. Don't stop raising money. Never stop raising money. Yeah, so. that's right. All right, go to 500kchallenge.com, jump in. Um, I think you guys will be pleased with your investment and, and what you do and what you get out of it. And if it's just knowledge, great. If you raise $575,000 in 30 days like Matt did, amazing. If you raise 6 million like some people did or 3 million like others, it's, it's incredible to see. We have a lot of people, we've had hundreds and hundreds of investors go through this. Um, it's, it's amazing. We, we do a survey at the end and people are saying like, what's it worth? I've seen $10,000, I've seen priceless, I've seen lots of things. And it, it really makes me happy that 
I spent months working on it and um, I'm happy to put it out there. And uh, usually we work on something and we put it out there and then we kind of like keep going and it gets blocked in the cupboard. But this is something that I think anybody can use a uh, single family investor, multifamily land developers, Airbnbs, wholesalers, anybody, like everybody needs money and you don't want to use your own. Uh, believe me. Um, all right, Matt, thanks for hanging out with me. I'll uh, see everybody on the next podcast. Bye. What if you could raise $500,000 of private capital in the next 30 days to fund your real estate deals? How would that change your business? How would that change your life? I've put together a 30-day challenge that will walk you through how to get access to all the private funding you'll ever need at incredibly low interest rates on your terms when you need it. It's called the 500K Challenge. This is the same system I've used to raise over $15 million the past few years. And you're not just going to learn how to raise it. You're going to actually start finding this money yourself within the next 30 days as you go through the challenge. This is the single most important skill any real estate investor needs to have, whether you're flipping houses, buying multifamily properties, wholesaling, or anything else. Jump in and start raising private money now at 500kchallenge.com. I'll see you guys on the inside.